Diverse is brought to you by SWE Advance, supporting the recruitment, retention, and advancement of women in engineering through career resources, professional development, and one-to-one networking opportunities. Hi, I'm Jonna Gherkin, FY18 President of the Society of Women Engineers, and this is SWE's Diverse podcast series. Please remember to add this podcast to your iTunes and like or follow us on social media. Visit SWE.org for more details. Joining me now is Nancy Boyer. She is Director of Research and Evaluation at FIRST. Thanks for joining us, Nancy. Thank you. It's great to be here and have an opportunity to talk with you about FIRST and what we're learning about creating equity in STEM programs. STEM is for science, technology, engineering, and math. And I appreciate the time to talk about this important subject. Great. Can you tell us a little bit about FIRST and what your role is? Sure. FIRST, or for Inspiration and Recognition of Science and Technology, is a nonprofit organization headquartered in Manchester, New Hampshire, serving over 450,000 youth around the world. We have STEM-based programs for youth spanning grades kindergarten through 12th grade, and our programs are designed to teach engineering and robotic skills, STEM literacy, and 21st century skills such as communication, problem solving, and teamwork. Youth work on teams guided by adult mentors to accomplish a challenge which changes annually. My role at first is to lead our evaluation work. I assess the impact of our programs on participating youth, and I work with our external evaluators and manage our largest evaluation effort, a longitudinal study. I also evaluate our program's effectiveness, pilots, and also our diversity inclusion activities. And in my spare time, I also coach a robotics team. Four years ago, my daughter and I started an all-girls first tech challenge team to give girls in our community an opportunity to engage in STEM. And I brought four of my team members here today to share some of their insights as young women interested in STEM. So let me introduce them. We have Allison Lambert, Maddie Boyer, Sarah Haynes, and Sonia Delory. Hi, ladies. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. (laughs) So before we get to the ladies who are going to share their thoughts with us, uh, Nancy, what are you learning through your evaluation work at first about reaching the important demographic of underrepresented and underserved youth? Yeah, so much of our evaluation work is determining if FIRST is effective in increasing participants' interest and engagement in STEM. And recently, we've looked closely at our diversity inclusion work. And what we're finding is that the underrepresented and underserved youth who we are reaching through our diversity inclusion strategies are having significant outcomes in STEM, including increases in STEM interests, STEM skills, and STEM knowledge. We're also in the middle of a multi-year longitudinal study being conducted by Brandeis University's Center for Youth and Communities. That study is tracking students over time using a comparison group of peers. We're now in our fifth year of data collection. And what we're finding is that FIRST is having positive outcomes for all youth, regardless of race, gender, or income and community. And in particular, we are seeing that girls involved in FIRST are having significant gains in STEM interests, STEM knowledge, STEM identity, career interests, and STEM activity compared to their female peers. But what's even more exciting is that we're seeing that these young women in our study who have graduated from high school are now more likely to be interested in engineering and computer science um, majors and also taking courses in engineering and computer science at greater rates than their female peers. So FIRST is not only helping girls develop an interest in STEM, but is also further igniting that interest beyond high school and into college majors. Which is very exciting to hear, especially for our society. So they are going to be our future members. So let's go to the ladies. Uh, Let's start with Allison. What has your experience been like as a young woman interested in a STEM profession? 
Well, during my freshman year in my engineering class, I was the only girl in a class of 23 students. Whenever I tried to speak, the boys looked at me like I shouldn't be there. No one wanted to work with me when we worked in groups. And it was really discouraging because even the teacher didn't do anything. I got stuck with the boring stuff while the boys worked on building and designing. Sophomore year, I was able to work with girls and we were much more cohesive as a team. This experience made me want to work harder to change the stigma around girls in STEM and not make them feel like they're going to be isolated if they choose to pursue the things that they love. That's excellent. Maddie, can you share your thoughts? So as a freshman, I went to join a robotics team at my school. And as I approached the sign-up sheet, there was a group of boys who stared me down. And I felt like I didn't belong. But still, I decided to attend the first meeting. And there was only one other girl there. I felt excluded from the conversation going on, and I was told to clean instead of participate in the group. I left the meeting and never returned, but this experience inspired me to start an all-girls team and get more involved and get more girls involved. And it also motivated me to do outreach with young girls to show them that they can build robots and participate in STEM. Thanks, Maddie. Sarah, Beth, what about you? So as a third grader, I was heavily interested in math and science, but was not given opportunities to pursue this interest. And so later on, when my school introduced a career-focused program to explore what these careers would be like in real life, I was ecstatic to finally try something of interest to me. I signed up for all the science and math professions. However, I was denied from these opportunities and instead placed into a more suitable career of teaching, while all the boys were in my desired positions. It was not until I was homeschooled that I was finally not limited by my gender and able to study math, perform experiments, and design ideas. I was so relieved when in high school this was not the case, and I joined the first Tech Challenge team and explored my interests. Thanks for sharing that, Sarah. Sonia, what about you? Um, I feel I've been at a disadvantage as a woman interested in STEM. For example, during my sophomore year engineering class, I was the only sophomore girl. Uh, most of the boys didn't want to talk to me, so I only had a few people to talk to in this class, unlike all my other classes where I could talk to boys or girls. I was also unable to talk to talk about what my dream type of motorcycle was or my favorite type of plane was with the rest of the boys and our male teacher because I didn't know much about motorcycles or planes because I wasn't interested in that as much. I felt socially out of the loop and isolated. Most of the girls who took engineering freshman year stopped after only one year. As one of only four girls in my grade to continue with engineering till sophomore year, I felt it was not easy for me or the other girls to feel as confident in our engineering classes as the boys did. Ladies, thank you so much for sharing those experiences as a professional woman in engineering. It's a little a little frustrating to hear that the same things are still going on many years later. You all face some barriers and challenges in pursuing your interest. So now that you've been through it, what advice can you give the other girls and even those adults who are in STEM fields or teachers who might be in a position to encourage them? So my biggest advice is for teachers, and that is to stop the stereotyping around who is the perfect STEM student. Those without experience building or playing with Legos are just as capable of being successful. I played with Barbies when I was little, but that doesn't mean I don't like math. Teachers need to play to everyone's strength. My engineering teacher showed me that I didn't belong because I was a girl. Well, he could have included me and not seen me as a girl, but as part of a larger team. That's great advice, Allison. What do you have, Maddie? So I believe that we should start girls young with STEM. 
In middle school, instead of choosing on the boys first, invite the girls. Sometimes having an all-girls team or an all-girls group gives you the confidence and helps you feel successful. I was successful because I had the opportunity to start an all-girls first team. We need more opportunities like first, where girls can feel like they belong and explore their interests. And Sarah, what do you think? Give girls as many opportunities as possible to build skills that boys already have had as a result of their exposure to STEM. One of my favorite phrases is teach boys and girls the same. In high school, I was finally able to advocate for myself, my abilities, and my interests, but young girls are not able to do this for themselves. So it is up to us and teachers to advocate for them. Great point. Great point. Sonia? I would tell students to participate in a hands-on program like FIRST in addition to the STEM classes they are taking in their school. FIRST has impacted my STEM education tremendously. FIRST has showed me more about mechanical, electrical, and programming aspects of STEM and with a group of people that are interested in the same things as me. I don't think I would still be taking engineering classes at my school if it wasn't for FIRST. Again, I really appreciate you ladies sharing your thoughts with us and your challenges. Let me go back to Nancy. So Nancy, where does FIRST and organizations like it fit in with getting girls into STEM? Um, So that's a really good question. Our data suggests that by participating in FIRST, girls are getting excited about STEM and persisting in it. So providing access to engaging programs like FIRST is really central to bring girls into the STEM fields. And I think programs can be successful if they use a number of key strategies that we know help girls get engaged with STEM. So for example, working on teams in a collaborative way, focusing on real world or local problems that have a significance to them, working with a caring adult who can mentor and talk about professions, and providing a culminating experience where girls and young women can demonstrate what they've learned. These strategies are getting girls in first engaged and would likely be successful in other organizations as well. Do you have any advice that you'd give to an organization or a school or the like that would help them bridge the gap of access and provide opportunities to girls in STEM that might not otherwise get it? Yes. So first, I would recommend that an organization invest in diversity and inclusion. For first, it's one of our strategic pillars, and we have a full-time expert on staff who is developing and executing our activities in equity, diversity, and inclusion. It's really helped us move a long way because we have invested in that person to really you know, move the needle for us. I'd also recommend that schools and organizations provide adequate training in the areas of equity, diversity, and inclusion. So for example, at first, we have just about 60,000 teams that are managed by coaches and mentors. So we know that we need to support these coaches and mentors through training to have a real impact in this area. So we've developed training modules in partnership with the National Alliance of Partnerships and Equity that focus on implicit bias, micro-messaging, recruitment for diversity, and thinking about roles on teams as well as promoting self-efficacy to help improve equity inclusion on our teams. Organizations should also keep learning about what is working through evaluation. It's important to promote and share our work and our strategies, and we all need to learn from each other to figure out what is working and what isn't so that we can move closer to providing an equitable experience for girls and all youth. Excellent. Thank you again. So this has been a wonderful conversation about how FIRST has uh, supported some women, these, these particular women in their quest to become STEM professionals. So thank you. Ladies, thank you to Allison Lambert, Maddie Boyer, Sarah Haynes, and Sonia Delory. And a final thank you to Nancy Boyer. Nancy is the Director of Research and Evaluation at FIRST. Thank you, Nancy, for joining us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. First, we, this is Jonna Gherkin, and thanks for listening. 
We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget to explore additional offerings from SWE Advance at advancedlearning.swe.org.